the Glass Slipper Podcast. UNBC makes history in Charlotte. Where the overlooked are always the main story. I don't believe what I just saw. Hosted by Jake Ostrove. Welcome to the Glass Slipper Podcast episode four here. Jake Ostrove here as always to break down the greatest upsets in sports. And today we're going to shift from a coach perspective to a fan perspective. Sam Marsdale is a lifetime football fan, diehard Giants through and through, and he was there in attendance at Super Bowl 46 to witness his Giants upset Brady, Belichick, and the Patriots 21-17 to in Indianapolis. He went out there, and he has a tremendous story on how he got there and, and how he ended up at the game and saw his team win the Super Bowl, really to the envy of every football fan who has not experienced that. Sam, thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course, Jake. I'm uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. First time I've been a guest on somebody else's podcast. Uh, I have my own, of course, about the Yankees, but uh, great to be here. You as a Giants fan grew up and saw two Giants Super Bowls, and you achieved every football fan's fantasy, and you were able to go to that second Super Bowl. I mean, how did you even get to going to the Super Bowl? Because those tickets are crazy hard to get. All right, so it all started in week three. Uh, the Giants were playing down at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Giants pulled a, a massive upset that day, and it was supposed to be the Eagles year, yada, yada. It made the Eagles one and two. The Giants were two and one. Uh, it was Victor Cruz's coming out party, and I had a feeling that the Giants were going to be up to something special that year. Uh, Eli Manning let a fourth quarter come back. That season, he had one of the best stats for a quarterback ever in the fourth quarter. Uh, and the Giants were 7-7 seven and seven after a loss to the uh, then-Washington Redskins. Uh, and it was an awful loss at home, but, uh, but I still kept the faith. They had a big win in Dallas uh, the previous week. And th- then they won final, the final two games of the season to get into the playoffs. The moment I knew that they turned, or, turned it around was that 99-yard touchdown pass from Eli Manning to, to Victor Cruz. And I know you're a Jets fan. I, I hate to uh, bring this up, but uh, the Giants and Jets both had the playoffs on the line that day and, and the Giants came out on top uh, but then after they smoked the Atlanta Falcons uh, or they beat the Cowboys to win the division that next week I, I had a good feeling going into that game and I had a good feeling going into the Falcons playoff game wildcard weekend but then they were going out to Lambeau and, and of course it just felt like deja vu all over again the Giants were getting hot at the right time they go in, and the Packers were 15-1. and one. It was the last time they were there in the playoffs was the NFC Championship game, Favre's last in Green Bay. And when Eli Manning threw that Hail Mary to Hakeem Nix to end the half, I said to my dad, I turned to him, and he's not a big sports fan, but he loves watching my teams with me. And I said, we're going all the way. When I, it brought me back to week three when they, when they beat the Eagles, and I said I sent something special uh, with the Giants. Uh, and then right when Nick's called that, I said, 
there is nothing stopping this team from winning the Super Bowl. So, yeah, of course they end up sacking Rodgers a million times that game and into the second half, uh, come over some awful officiating calls that, that went against them. And then the NFC Championship game against the 49ers might be the favorite Giants game of my lifetime. Over time, Eli took a beating, uh, and the Giants had one of the most gritty wins I've ever seen. So I said to my dad week three, I said, we're going. It's Indies within driving distance. Uh, We're going if they're there. And who was it against? It was against the New England Patriots, my mom's team. You got the Giants on one side, you got the Patriots on the other side. You had already had that. You know, four years ago, what was that like, that first Super Bowl? Oh, my gosh. Well, the the Giants, you know, two touchdown underdogs. The pass rush, uh, and I was at the final regular season game between the the Giants and Patriots, where the Patriots, of course, went 16-0. So you flash back to that, and and then that run, the, the Giants competed with them as good as any team. Uh, out there in their first um, in that last regular season meeting. So, you know, it was a true David and Goliath, that one. And the Giants came out on top and really set the blueprint for how you, you knock off Brady it's, and, and Belichick. It's really you need a pass rush. Um, they're not going to turn the ball over. They're going to take advantage of all your mistakes. So. That was one of the most, you know, of course, the Tyree catch and, you know, Manning lobs it, Burris alone, touchdown New York from Joe Bach. The most impressive win in my lifetime that I've ever seen. I mean, the Patriots, that offense that year with Tom Brady and Randy Moss and Brady through 50 touchdown passes, I, I think that was the Mahomes offense that we see with the Chiefs right now before, you know, Mahomes was even a thing. Uh, Brady, that was the, I think, the best connection I've seen in my life during that season. Yeah, totally. Uh, Brady to Randy Moss. Yeah, they were the the standard. But fast forward four years later, and they're doing it again. The Patriots, that was their their first time in the Super Bowl since the, the, the 2004 season. Or no, excuse me, no. Since their last trip against the Giants, uh, of course, Brady had the torn ACL. Stuck to it, stuck to his promise, and, and you know, and drove out. My mom, my dad, sister, and I left on a Friday evening. Stopped in Dayton, Ohio, spent the night, and then got to Indy uh, the next morning. So uh, we go to the and we go out without tickets. We, we, we don't have tickets. You didn't have it. You just went out thinking that you can get some. We were going sc- we, we, we to scalp. Wow. Um, yeah, but we, we had a certain amount we'd, we'd spend for tickets. I'll, I'll, I'll reveal the final ticket price uh, <laughs> okay. that, that we got because it was uh, – or I'll, I'll – I mean, my dad was going to spend $700, 14 for a pair. Um, so 700 each. But they were going – uh, twelve and, and thirteen hundred each, like butter, everywhere. We, we, yeah, we, they were flying at that price everywhere we were looking. 
to 11 um, a couple times, but that's, that's about it. So we go to the NFL experience. Um, it's a great time. And we spend the night where we got a place on Craigslist right out of the city. Um, it was like before Airbnb was a thing, we, we rented a guy's place off of Craigslist. I don't know if people, uh, listeners know this, but when the city's hosting a Super Bowl, you can rent, you, you, you know, it's popular for people to rent their places out and leave town because it's uh, people spend a good bit to stay there for yeah, the Super Bowl. You can make, you know, really, really good chunk of change. Like we pay, we help pay for this guy's, this guy was using what we were giving him to help pay for his wedding. Like that was, that was also really cool. Uh, so it's we're at Cracker Barrel the morning of the Super Bowl, and I have my dad's phone. I don't have a iPhone yet. I saw one of those slide up keyboard phones. What's twenty twelve? Uh, yeah, twenty twelve. <laughs> my my freshman year of high school, and I'm just hitting refresh, 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 refresh on the thing, and uh, a pair of tickets comes up. For four hundred a piece. Wow, good deal. And I thought it was a, I thought it was fake, and I like gasp audibly, and I have my dad's card there with permission to use it. Um, and if I'm like, and I typed it right in, and they were SROs, but my mom and I were in there, and. Holy cow, what a feeling that was. Um, lot, of, lot, lot of Giants fans, much, much more Giants fans. Uh, and I, I wasn't at the Arizona one, the, the, the first big upset. But um, I heard the same thing, and the crowd noise definitely sounded like more Giants fans. But what a lot of people don't know is that the seating, it's really only – 90% of the tickets go to corporate sponsors um, for the Super Bowl. Only about like 10% go right on, right on the market. The, the, the corporate sponsors own an overwhelming majority of the seats. It, I mean, it's quite the environment. Lucas Oil is an awesome stadium. Uh, that was, you know, I've only been, I've been to six or seven NFL stadiums. I think that's the nicest one that I've been to. That looks it. Um, and I said to my mom and we were both at the game seven of the AL CS in 04 against the Red Sox. And of course, seven-year-old Sam went home, very unhappy. And she said to me that night or before we got to the Yankees Red Sox game, that one of us was going to go home happy and one of us was going to go home sad. And I, I said that to her that night at the Super Bowl. And, but Deep down, I knew there was no way the Giants were losing that game. And then a safety on the first possession, or the Patriots' first offensive possession, and then – First play. Yeah. I, it, was, I mean, it was literally – and it was – it's so, like – like, that first quarter as a whole, though, like, between, between the safety and then Victor Cruz had a touchdown, it was so unpatriot-esque. Like, you know, Bel yeah. Belichick teams are like – they're machines. They, they just don't make mistakes – you're going to have to go above and beyond. But, like, 
they were making an intentional grounding in the end zone for a safety. The the place was rocking. Like, you know, I remember I'm going crazy and I hear the place is going crazy. It was really, it was all giants. Yeah. Oh yeah. Overwhelming, overwhelming. Um, on the streets outside too. Overwhelming. Uh, the Patriots fans, most of them went to the previous Super Bowls in, you know, the early part of the decade. Um, and, of course, that was the start of um, a new decade. So a lot of them had already been. Um, and the Giants, it was uh, won't a shorter drive. There were just a lot more Giants fans. And, and I think, yeah, like I said, the Patriots went to the ones more in the early um, 2000s in the early part of the decade and that showed in the ensuing ones the opposing team often had the fan advantage over them so yeah the place was rocking uh, yeah it was you know the coolest night of my life uh, seeing you know Eli capping off an unbelievable season uh, the, the Patriots of course went ahead though and then you know you had the Ahmad Bradshaw touchdown uh, and then the final play of the game uh, where where I was close. I think it was a bit overblown as to how close he was. I mean, I, don't I, get me wrong. I gotta tell you, I watched it again this morning, just you know, looking at it, like trying to remember exactly what happened in that game. It was close. If the ball was maybe tipped up like five or six inches up in the air higher, Gronk would have come down with it. I don't know what I would have done had he I'd have <laughs> probably thrown myself. We ended up being able to slide up the seats, and they were right above that end zone. You were, you were so, all the way up? Yeah, all, all the way up, all the <laughs> way up, second to last. Yeah. And I, I scream when he dives for it. But then I immediately see Kenny Phillips raise his arms up and jump up, and then I see the sidelines – Merging, and then I see the confetti coming, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" Um, so my mom was, of course, unhappy. We meet my dad and sister when we leave. They go back, and uh, it's uh, a total—it's mayhem in the streets. Uh, people are running around. My dad and I go in the lids where they were making the official shirts. They were legitimately pressing the shirts right there and sending them out. Uh, and um, that night, I, I'm walking around. I already have the hat and shirt. It's, you know, top of the world stuff. And then we sneak into a party where there's a lot of, a lot of big names there, uh, most notably Shaq. Uh, he was over at a, he was over at a VIP table. He couldn't get anywhere near. I was going to say, did you go over and talk to Shaq? No, I you you were <laughs> unable to get uh, into that area, but it was Where so. Where was this party? So, it was at the Omni in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, fast forward seven years, and I'm there with Rutgers. We spend one we spend one night there before we go to the uh, West Lafayette where the men play Purdue. And I was just in the same area that I was jumping up and down, you know, downtown. And I was like, wow, like it, it's been seven years, almost seven years. And now uh, you fast forward to today and the Giants are just in 
I was going to say some bad words there, just an unrecognizable uh, embarrassment of a franchise where things stand today. So no matter how bad things get, uh, I will always be clinging on to that memory, you know. Oh, you have to. It's every football fan's dream to, to not just be at the Super Bowl, watch their team win the Super Bowl. Like that would have been like an unbelievable memory for you and your mom to have even if the Patriots won, because then your mom would have seen the Patriots win the Super Bowl and you would have been able to share in that with her. But like you saw not, it. No, not, not if Gronk caught that ball. Not if Gronk Well, caught you might have been ball. heartbroken, but like you and your mom would have had this incredible moment regardless of what happened. But you, you might be in tears, but you'd remember it forever, right? Yeah, you're right. One thing that I've you're always right. thought about, just like I always watch the Super Bowl on – TV and Super Bowl commercials. It's the next biggest thing to the actual game. People tune in just for the commercials. I always wondered because at normal games, you have these little, you know, little nothing, maybe a little PSA here and there when they're going to commercial breaks. Like there's not much to do. Like for the Super Bowl, is there any extra entertainment? Like what happens during these commercials? At the Super Bowl? Yeah, when you're there sitting at the game, is it just the same boring sitting around waiting? Yeah, I mean they did, and it was it was eight years, uh, almost nine years ago now, eight and a half years ago. So bear with me on uh, this for a second. But from what I did remember, they were playing like some league promos uh, on the board when it was um, when we were waiting around. Um, it was like players from other teams were on the board. Um, yeah, it was kind of like you were just waiting around at a game. These commercials go for like millions of dollars for a 30-second you know, ad space. I was wondering yeah. if, the, if the league takes some of that and, and throws it into to something for the fans at the game. I believe they, they did from what I recall. Um, you know, like I said, it was eight and a half years ago. I, you know, what, what, what exactly – I do remember, like, seeing some of the, um, you know, other players up on the board, you know, running, you know, games or, or whatever, like the trivia and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I, uh, I don't remember exactly, but I, did, I do think that some of the commercials for their corporate sponsors were uh, made it up on the board. That's, there was one for Pepsi that I do remember uh, up there. So, yeah. The other big thing, you know, in a Super Bowl is the halftime show. Now, you got to see that in person. And, and on TV, it's, it's always, you know, dressed up, you know, good lighting, good camera angles, cut at the right time. You know, being there, and, and I don't know if you remember, there was like a big incident at the Super Bowl halftime show. Like, probably like second to, you know, Janet Jackson or whatever that was, like, oh, three. I mean, MIA gave the middle finger. That definitely didn't register at all to you guys at the stadium, though, right? I didn't hear about it until the next day, honestly. I mean, I I was just soaked in, you know, my glory after the game and whatever. Um, But, yeah, the halftime show was Madonna, of course. Uh, It was the lead uh, singer. And then, of course, they had, you know, MIA and – uh, it was a bunch of – it was a, a performance 
the most fascinating thing to me, you know, and I'm not a Madonna fan by any, uh, I, 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 not that I don't dislike her. I just, you know, never really listened to her, to her stuff, uh, was how they set up and, and took it down in such a short amount of time. It looked like a full concert set at these, at, at Lucas Oil. Uh, and how they did that in, in 45 minutes, it's a double long halftime at the Super Bowl. Uh, how they did that for 45 minutes it was amazing to me, but I, I was so nervous and my stomach was in knots that during that performance, I couldn't really enjoy it. I, I mean, my, my stomach was in just. Well, the Giants were losing and then you were right, really nervous. I mean, the Giants had the yeah. bag. It, it, honestly though, like the Giants nine wins is the, the least amount of wins any team has ever had. And that's gone on to win a Super Bowl. But, I mean, they, they won their division, which was incredibly weak. You know, it came right down to the last game of the season. And the Patriots are like this Goliath, this, you know, this team that's always there. It's always Brady. And, like, even, even now, eight and a half years later, Brady's still commanding everyone's attention. I mean, maybe he didn't have the best, you know, debut with the Bucks, but, like, everyone was still paying attention to what Brady does. And all of a sudden, Tampa's a, a Super Bowl favorite. But it just, it's just so amazing that – you know, the Giants were able to go as major underdogs twice. And they were able to knock off Brady and Belichick. And it's, it's so cool that, that you were able to, you know, have that experience. And you were able to, to share in that with your mom. And, and you watched your team win the Super Bowl. Like, that's, that's it. <laughs> I'm a Jets fan. That's, that's a dream for me. Just watch it, period. Maybe get to the Super Bowl. That would, that would be nice. Hey, you know, it's just life of a Jets fan. You know, some, something yeah. that you won't ever have to, to really experience. And, and you're lucky. You should feel lucky that you don't have to go through that. You're, you're a Yankees fan <laughs> and a Giants fan. You don't get any of it. You know, I feel for Mets fans every now and then because I could, I could feel their pain a little bit. You get none of that. The, the other big thing from the game that, you know, kind of got lost when we were talking about the actual game, Mario Manningham with an unbelievable catch down that sideline on the game-winning drive that, like, that was, like, the play. You know, David Tyree had the helmet catch, and and this was the 2012 version of that. I mean, that's going to be a play that goes down in football history, folklore, forever. And you're watching that play, and, like, did you think that there was a shot? When the Giants were down like that, did you ever think that the Giants were – we're actually going to lose the game, or do you just feel like they always have to come back? Yeah, Eli, the ball was just over a few minutes left. And so it was like every Giants game this year, Eli leading that year, Eli leading a game-winning drive. So, of course, he drops even back. When you get, even when you give Brady the ball back with the 40 seconds, whatever? Well, yeah, I'm on Bradshaw, of course. He tried. Uh, he tried to stop. <laughs> But, I mean, imagine if you stop and then, I mean, Tyne sets it off the upright or it's blocked or something. Uh, so the Manningham catch, it's going away from me. Eli's dropping back towards me and I'm up above the end zone. He takes a snap and then he throws it down and I see just him drop it in there. And that's the greatest throw I've seen, I've ever seen from Eli Manning, uh, hands down. 
And, you know, it, it's compared to the Tyree, the, the, the Tyree was a wing and a prayer. This was, I mean, he had a window the size of a football to fit that in there. And it went right into his hands. And he toe-tapped right in bounds. That's one of the most beautiful plays I have ever I have ever seen in a football game. And he did his thing, and the Giants went down and scored. Uh, and, of course, uh, the, the Pats ended up getting the ball back, and it was a little bit too close for comfort for me. But Well, you know, as a Jets fan, I, I, you can't give Brady any time. Like, that was when, when Bradshaw scored, I was like, oh, my God, they gave him 57 seconds. That's way too much time for Brady. They came pretty close. <laughs> they had a shot. Well, the they, they had to settle. They had to settle for a Hail Mary, of course. Right, uh, yeah. But when they converted the fourth and 16 after the tuck sack, that really You were like, was uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Fourth and 16. And they were being – they gave them, like, the middle of the field on that play, which I – that was really confusing. Um, you know, they, they gave him the middle of the field. They had to burn a timeout on the sack. Uh, but, yeah, when that fourth and 16 happened, I mean, I'm, I'm just huffing. I, I mean, my, my, my heart rate was just out of control. And, and, uh, but thankfully, it was all good in the end. And that was – it's so hard to believe the last time the Giants won a playoff game. Is that true? <laughs> yes. They've wow. only reached the playoffs one time since then. Well, they're 12 and 37 in the last since the start of 2017. So, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know. I think no, they're no both, hope for Danny Dimes. I have hope for him, but he's, uh, you know, fast forward into today, you know, being a Giants fan, he's going to need um, a lot of help. And we saw that last night. The, the general manager has been here for – this is his third season. And he's failed to rebuild the offensive line. The Giants competed with, with, a, with a team with an elite defense and who a lot of people are predicting they go to the playoffs and maybe give the Ravens a run for the AFC North. So not all was bad last night. Uh, Jones made two awful mistakes, but uh, or the, the one was really awful. The, the other one, I'm just going to tip my cap to TJ Watt. I don't know many defensive linemen who make that interception. Uh, so the, the, the Jones to Slayton connection is really fun, but the Giants don't have any stars on defense. Um, and they really only have one star on offense, and they can't block for him, uh, Saquon Barkley. Well, that so, was always the defining feature of the Giants when they won their two Super Bowls. Their defensive line, I mean, O.C. and Justin Tuck and J.P.P., the first one with Michael Strahan, like, like that's, that's who the Giants are. They, they, they're going to come sack you. They don't, they don't have that. Yeah, they don't. And uh, the defensive line was better at points last night. Uh, Leonard Williams, who I was been a critic of, uh, was very good. But yeah, the, the, the Giants, it, it's sad. They're an unrecognizable franchise. And uh, the Giants that I knew were the f- world beaters on the defensive line. And that's just not the case anymore. 
uh, unfortunately. Uh, it was defensive line and a running game. But the, the difference was they didn't uh, address the running back position with a high pick in the draft when, when, when the team had many other holes to fill. And th- they won two Super Bowls with a fourth-round pick and a, and a seventh-round pick in the backfield. And they've just gone totally away from what won them those Super Bowls. Uh, you know, draft, drafting in the trenches, you know, that both of those Super Bowl offensive lines had you know, Rich Seibert, uh, you know, David Deal, Chris Snee, uh, Deal and Snee, you know, pro bowlers many years. And, and then, of course, they signed Sean O'Hara, uh, former Rutgers grade away, away from Cleveland, who, who was the center on the first run. So, yeah, they've, they've gone totally away from what has won them those first Super Bowls. Uh, but at least they have a running back that can jump really high. So that's, he's, got, he's got fantastic quads, too. That's, that's really cool, yeah. They have a running back <laughs> who can jump really high. So at least the Giants have that going for them. Sam, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on the Glass Slipper podcast. This was awesome. <laughs> Jake, thanks for having me on. This was fun. I love the Super Bowl for two reasons. Number one, primarily, I love seeing New York and New Jersey represented on the biggest stage. Yeah, it didn't come home with my Jets, but the Lombardi Trophy is coming back with the second best option, the New York Giants. And number two, I root for two teams, the Jets and anyone that plays the Patriots. That'll just about do it for episode four here on the Glass Slipper Podcast. Appreciate Sam for coming on. Hey, stay tuned to Twitter for further news and show postings regarding the Glass Slipper Podcast. At Jake Osher is my handle, so make sure you go check that out. Until next time, see you real soon.